Welcome to Explorations of the Heart and Soul, guided meditations by Australian Zen teacher Andrew Tutel. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au. Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. So just settling into our posture, some nice deep breaths. You might hear some um, building sounds coming through. Unfortunately, that's uh, just what's happening right now at the moment. Just settling into your own environment, the sounds in your own environment. It's funny how we all live in this one universe and this one universe is also uniquely our own universe. The sensations and perceptions and thoughts we're all experiencing unique to our own universe. This unity of of oneness and differentiation how we're all unique and all one at the same time So the theme for this morning's meditation is uh, what I'm now calling the alternative practice principles. Um, this, uh, this wasn't planned, it was uh, something that uh, originated on the retreat. When I uh, wrote down some lines during one of the meditations and, uh, and shared it with, with everybody, uh, and the, the Sangha on the retreat then adopted it as an alternative to the practice principles. And so I will, uh, I'll just read them out for you. So the first line is actually a quotation from the poem by Ezra Bider um, that's in the sutra book called What's Our Life About? So it starts, No longer caught in the self-centered dream. I have given up seeking, content just to be with whatever this moment brings. So I'll just recite that again one more time. No longer caught in the self-centered dream. I have given up seeking, content just to be with whatever this moment brings. So we might recite these principles at the end of a session or at the end of a Zazenkai. 
in a way, our practice always begins at the end. Buddhism always teaches this moment is it as it is. In the land of Oz, where Dorothy woke up, there was a yellow brick road. But in the land of Oz Zen, there is no yellow brick road. One of the fundamental errors that we all fall into as beginners of Zen and also perhaps as senior students of Zen at times is the error of thinking that somehow our Zazen or our sitting practice or whatever our practice is, we, we, we do it to, to gain enlightenment, to gain some different state to where we already are. But the teachings of the Zen tradition are very clear on this point that it's more a case of when we're sitting, we're simply expressing the enlightened state we already are. We don't sit to become Buddhas, we sit because we are Buddhas. So this morning we're going to sit and enjoy this, this Buddhaing that we are each moment. My second Dharma name, Soku, simply means as it is. Things as they are. We are not separate from as it is. Buddha is non-separation from this moment as it is. Let's just allow those words to sink in deeply. We are simply this moment as it is. Let's just sink into that for a few minutes. Sinking into the sensations and perceptions thoughts and feelings going, coming. We're just this moment as it is.
And of course, it's not long before we notice that our self-centered self, our ego self, um, is not happy with uh, this notion that we are simply just this moment as it is. From the point of view of the ego self, the ego self is never really content or happy just to be this moment as it is. The ego self is always seeking something better in the future. Always going in search of that greener pasture. Or, on the other hand, just regretting how good things used to be. So, of course, we can see very clearly in our Zazen practice, if we watch carefully, how the ego self itself is the activity of, of suffering. It can never be content being just this moment as it is. The ego self is a very slippery, tricky customer. It will try and riddle its way back into our Zazen practice if we're not careful. So, for example, sometimes you may have heard me or someone else um, say, in our Soto Zen practice, a shikantaza, or just sitting and just being this moment as it is, it's important not to have any goals. It's a no-goal practice. And even something like that, the ego self can actually slip back in and say, I'm going to get really good at having no goals. And we're back where we started again, having the goal of having no goal.
wherever there is thinking there is an opportunity for the the ego self to slip back in again unawares and take over our practice hence the uh, the encouragement of our master dogen to think no thinking or non-thinking In being just this before thoughts arise and seeing clearly that thoughts are simply empty, impermanent, just like all the other dharmas, sensations and perceptions, constantly changing. In our practice, we're just simply coming back to experiencing this moment. Experiencing the body and all its different forms and qualities, sensations of tightness or heaviness or lightness. Vibration, the vibration of sounds, as this one body has no limit to it, no, there is nothing outside the circle, the circle is infinite. Hence, there is no inside or outside. The Dharma being this constant infinite movement of the infinite variety of forms which we're not separate from. Just resting peacefully in the midst of the constantly turning wheel of change. When there's no gap and no separation, there's no oxygen for the, the ego self. In a way, we 
practicing this non-separation from this moment. We're depriving the ego self of its oxygen. In the central world of non-separation, the ego self is what it is, non-existent. fully living the now, the ego self is non-existent, we see clearly. So in our practice, our zazen, just letting go of preferences, letting go of any ideas of am I doing this right or wrong. It's going back to the land of the ego self, judging our practice right, wrong. We're just simply being Content just to be with whatever this moment brings. Dogen says, to study the way is to study the self. And to study the self is to forget the, the ego self, the self-centered self. And to, to forget the self-centered ego self, he says, is to be actualized or enlightened by the, the myriad forms. just another expression of non-separation from this moment.
word study is a little bit problematical in that quotation, the translation. To study probably, it's more about to study the way is to, is to be the self. And to be the self is to forget the ego self. And to be the self is not to be separate from the, the myriad forms, the myriad sounds, the myriad colors, the myriad sensations, the myriad thoughts, feelings. So we can see wherever there's the activity of holding or seeking or resisting, that's the activity of the ego self. And to the extent to which we are identified with that holding or seeking or resisting this moment, is an indication of how we've divided ourselves. We're no longer non-separate. We've identified with some kind of judgment or that this is not it. But the paradox is we can never lose our true self. We can never lose the now. We can never really lose the reality of being just this moment. Because even when this moment is manifesting as holding or seeking or resisting, it's still this moment. We can never escape this moment. We 
we can get, I guess, caught in the dream or the illusion of trying to escape from this moment. But this moment is all there is. All there ever will be. And we can never be separate from it. That's why in a lot of Zen poems, you'll sort of get those lines where it talks about one instant is 10,000 million years. Or 10,000 million years is one instant. Just pointing to the fact that linear time is an illusion. It's always just this moment. That's why we smile. And let go of all the struggles and that we get caught up into all the stress and anxiety which arises from when we forget that this moment's always ever going to be this moment and there's no way we can escape from it. the one thing that we can absolutely 100% guarantee rely upon. This moment is always going to be exactly as it is. And that's where we pitch our tent in a way as Buddhists. Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, pitch your tent in this moment, this now. lovely to share this with you all right now, sharing our own unique universes in this particular moment together. All separate rays or light beams, if you like, of the one light, the one universal consciousness. We are this light and this light is ourself. This light that I am is exactly the same light that you are. through our practice to trust this light, to have faith in this light, this one Buddha mind. Which is infinitely good and infinitely kind and compassionate. 
relinquishing all of our fears in this one light, this, this moment, this now. In a way, we always arrive at this place of beyond words, silence and the stillness, this heart of being in which we all reside. We are all, all one and all uniquely different, expressing our understanding of that unity is the key to bringing peace into our everyday lives. Seeing the oneness of diversity and the diversity of oneness, the wisdom of oneness and the wisdom of diversity. Which doesn't discriminate. Entering back into the, the world of diversity and relativity, we, we do our best to practice no harm and do good and be of service.
the path of the bodhisattva. And of course, we appreciate the beauty all around us. The beauty of the infinite manifestation of forms that so many different shades of green and blue. the appreciation of love and beauty to untense and relax our bodies and our minds, allow it to suffuse throughout all our mind and body, this knowingness of oneness and the unity of oneness and diversity. Relaxing our vulnerable bellies, opening our big hearts, and smiling. We enter back into the, the marketplace of everyday life. <laughs> 